Hello guys, how are we doing today? So I'm so excited to welcome you to the second course on our six part course um outline. So on this course, this is course 201, we'll be looking at the kingdom blueprint, rediscovering and understanding the kingdom. And in course 101 to 103, I guess, we kept on exploring God's intention, attempting to understand life through heaven's perspective. We established that God's life is God's own idea. For God to create life, for God to create existence, it had a purpose. And we established that that purpose was kingdom, it was actually dominion. So in this very exciting new course, so this will be module 201, yeah, module 2 on that course, 201, sorry, module 1 on that course, 201 rather, so this would be a much more in-depth study on that which God created life for, since we established that God's creation of life is kingdom. So it's very appropriate to understand the kingdom because understanding the kingdom, then you can properly navigate life. You can live life to the fullest. You can live purposefully and you can understand how to channel all of your various expressions and understanding that which is you and that which isn't. Alright, so... In today's module, we will just be looking at an overview. In today's module, is captioned the kingdom concept. The kingdom concept. So, since we've examined life in the previous course, it's however very important that we take a broader perspective into the kingdom. We established how that God created man, and God's sole reason for creating man was for him to recreate the kingdom of heaven on the earth for him to because god gave man dominion go ye into the world feel replenish subdue and have dominion so god's major god's 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 major instruction to man was dominion and there's a definition of dominion i encountered which i fell in love with and it says that to be given dominion means to be established as a sovereign governor responsible for reigning over a designated territory with the inherent authority to represent and embody as a symbol the territory resources and all that constitutes that kingdom so to be given dominion it means that you are established as one who has the governing authority who can actually take responsibility over a particular domain over a particular territory that you've been assigned and the thing with it is that you have been given actually the inherent authority to represent and what we call advancing the kingdom to actually represent to actually um, um, put together to actually own to actually manage that the word because we are not owners we are managers to actually manage all the resources and everything that constitutes that kingdom which involves your potential 
when we speak of resources, we do not speak of just financial resources. We speak also of your potential because everything you need for dominion is actually inherent. Although many times we miss the concept of that inherent authority because our environmental conditioning and our repeated efforts towards certain things can shift us our focus very intelligently. And I will explain that. Okay, let me explain that. I was going to explain that when when we're dealing with purpose, but I think we should start on breaking those grounds and breaking those walls so when we get there, we can find full expression to fully understand that perspective. All right? So the thing with... um, the The thing with inherent abilities potentials and being intelligently driven outside your potential is such that you are born for instance into a particular locale and due to circumstance or due to an education or an information you picked up a conditioning you picked up something that you now effortlessly do but you feel it's a potential what happens is you take that you take that one thing for instance i'm let's say i'm somebody who i like to write and i i started writing because probably i had a teacher or i had this friend that was always writing stories and i felt okay i could write too now over time by consciously working on that area i was not born that way so probably as i was just working and working on that area because of who i was saying it became a strength it became something i could now effortlessly do that could be your potential but it does not mean it's actually your potential because if that is it then we can develop anything i don't know if you get this so potentials are inherent it does not mean that they are not learned you can learn to sharpen it but potentials are actually inherent and many times what we call our potentials we don't there are things that have a function of something we've done repeatedly that has given us results all right or something that we've done for a particular set of people this is why if you're a creative you relate to this feeling of different people you are many things to different people different people know you for different things because you have that ability to transcend and translate yourself to anything you want to all right so that does not make it your potential and many times your potential they they could they could they could have been they could have been hidden in you and because you gave much more you gave much you give much attention to a particular area of strength or a particular area of gifting that overshadows and speaks loudest although as you now begin to journey with god with the message of the kingdom in your heart this is why when you come into full grasp and full understanding and this is the purpose of the ignition center when you come into full grasp and understanding of the kingdom the truth is it's it makes you naked because it breaks out certain limiting beliefs and certain walls that you have erected in your heart so anybody that has naturally encountered the message of the kingdom and continually interacts with that message surely has the tendency of seeing from a different perspective the potential that is embedded in him 
that is why for some persons so for people who are called into ministry today what used to be a strength to them or what used to be something they enjoyed doing naturally and they thought it was a talent now they really don't use it so much not because that was useless but because due to a particular season and condition in their life they channeled strength and caused that area to repeatedly produce results so it is normal to now assume it is your potential whereas it isn't all right so having established that let's move quickly to what we have for today now what's a kingdom now here i said kingdom can be broken into two now this thing with kingdom i i think when i asked i sat down and asked the question okay we say kingdom it's about the kingdom is the kingdom of god have you ever sat and really asked yourself so what is the kingdom how can you identify the kingdom what do you understand by the kingdom the truth is no matter what when you sit down to carefully ask yourself that it, a question as basic as that you would realize how how void you actually are of understanding certain simple things that's why there's somebody somebody who i love so much says simple is actually deep enough simple is the height of depth so now just take a minute and ask yourself what's a kingdom what do you understand by kingdom we've been saying kingdom 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 to you what's the kingdom think about it <laughs> so kingdom can be broken down now this is from my perspective influenced by the spirit all right so i pray god grants you illumination as to that which we are discussing praise god and i'm sure you've been blessed since we started this journey and i can't wait to really experience that which god is going to do with you after the period of three months so kingdom can be broken into two and it's a derivative when i mean broken into two the word kingdom can be slashed into two as a derivative from the word king and domain king dominion dominion speaks domain first because you can't have dominion without having a domain. Where do you want to have dominion? There is an area where you should dominate. So king, domain. And the king is a royal head who owns a domain and can extend it by the power of his might. The wealth of the domain determines the king's glory. And when the king impacts the domain with its influence, it's called his kingdom. So the, the, the king is a royal head. Domain is what authenticates that you are a king because you can't be a king without having a domain. And it's the truth. You can't call yourself a king on the earth and not have a domain. And where are you dominating? You're dominating actually your area of gifting. You're dominating actually the, that's fair. Your area of gifting in the in, 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 um, respect to the sphere of influence you have been sent to because irrespective of the seven mountains of influence you have a particular gifting a unique voice and a unique message to deliver to whatever sphere you're sent to all right so you must to be a king is to be an authority in that area so a king is a royal head and what validates his kingship is that he actually owns a domain 
and not that he just owns a domain now we're trying to explain kingdom not that he just owns a domain he can extend it by his power then the wealth of that particular domain it is determined by the king's glory is determined by the king's nature determined by the king's inherent ability all right so when a king can properly impact a domain he is sent to with his influence then it is called a kingdom so when we say we are advancing the kingdom of god when god sends you god is sending you for instance to the economy to entertainment to art to education now influencing that sphere with your with with your strong sense of um, unique gifting influencing that sphere with that inherent ability to influence that area based on that which god has deposited on your inside then we can say we are actually doing kingdom so kingdom speaks of influence and it does not speak of mere influence it's influence in a domain so once you can extend your influence once you can multiply exactly like we looked at in the last in the last course once you can multiply and continually fill that particular domain with the glory as with your nature and that nature is the nature of christ that's why scripture says the kingdom of god is in you then you can call it a kingdom and that was actually god's idea god's idea the kingdom of heaven is already a created reality now he created man was to make man a legal representative he made man um, the legal authorization for recreating heaven on earth all right so what he intended to do with man was was for him to actually for, for man to be filled with his glory to extend that which he has gotten from the kingdom of heaven on the earth all right so that's that god's kingdom exists and it has governing power and influence however man lost the kingdom in a bid to disarm disarm god thank god that did not work because god can only express his kingly administration via the legal authorization of his delegates who is man so the only way god could have made earth into a kingdom because god's we established that god's sole purpose was that he recreated the kingdom of heaven on earth so the only way he could have done that was for man to be able to represent him properly but man attempted to disarm god by committing the greatest rebellion ever recorded in history all right so man was god's delegate to establish kingdom we thank god for the redemption plan thank god for salvation but that's not the end that's why i said salvation is a means to an end so what christ came to do was to reintroduce to us the kingdom so when we get to the door jesus opens the door that salvation now when we go through we must come into an understanding of the kingdom for us to replicate and reproduce that which is God's intention. The man lost that kingdom and sought religion, which was a very futile, useless attempt to please God, and is what we still do till now. 
now even when you give your life to Christ or receive the life of Christ we do not apply the message of the kingdom we rather succumb under religion in a bit to want to please God but God is not pleased by whatever you do actually because he, he doesn't you're not the one he sees what he sees when he sees you is he sees Christ so for you to actually in quotes attempt to please God is to apply the kingdom is to live that life of the kingdom and not try a futile attempt to please God you don't determine that you are not a determiner that's one thing you should understand you don't determine how a king is to be pleased he determines that all right and he has stated that seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and every other thing will be added so when people say things like i am not saying this i am not getting this i don't have and want it's because you are trying you're trying by your works to please god Whereas you can't please him. He decides it and he has told you. It's about the kingdom, man. Alright. So kingdom can be defined. I love giving definitions and I've said this before because it helps me help you paint a picture in your mind that I do not have to control. So the definition might be mind-blowing, but it creates a different picture in your mind that can make you bring perspective to that which we are discussing so that's the importance of definition so and i hope you're writing kingdom can be defined as a legal superimposed influence over a territory to the advantage of his king kingdom can be defined as a legal all right superimposed influence over a territory to the advantage of his king okay so you are god you are your king yes and your sole aim is to recreate and reproduce god's kingdom on the earth all right so what you're doing is actually to the advantage of your king okay so that's the whole idea of kingdom that that influence over a territory is actually to his advantage is actually aligned to his original intention okay and it's really not so much of our business to what end because we were created to fulfill that purpose this is the reason why when you ask questions like who is god it ends up i'm sure a whole lot of us have asked ourselves that question it ends up in just some crazy wonder you don't know eventually you forget about it yes because you are the creation it's just like a bio for instance a bio was created for writing the bio does not have the capacity to actually know what established that which created it it's totally impossible and the creator would not impute that knowledge into the bio probably to preserve it i don't know but the creator would not impute that information to the bio because he created it for his sole purpose and that should be his business so our business is to the end which we're created so we do not have any business trying to seek outside except god except god brings you into that reality so let's not take out the possibility of an existential reality 
but you don't have the capacity and the ability to attempt to seek outside that which was God's original intention for creation and placing you in it. Okay, so God is the king and he created a kingdom of heaven and a domain called earth and created a king who would partner with him to create his kingdom into his own domain, thereby reconstructing a kingdom. All right, whilst I'm going to pray the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. So, the kingdom of heaven is already created. It's already a created reality. It's already done. It's a completed work. So, God's own idea is this I have created as an invisible realm. I want to see it visibly. So, I will create somebody who I will use as my governor, who can partner with me as a legal occupant in this territory, who would make this that is invisible, visible on the earth. So, that was a so was the whole idea behind kingdom and the truth is if you go if you if you study scriptures through the lens of christ from genesis to revelation it speaks of kings kingdoms of springs it was just about war of kingdoms understanding kingdoms from the old testament to the new testament all right so moving forward kingdom government now for to, for every kingdom all right we if you must understand a kingdom then you must understand that there will always be a government because for you to be made a governor over a domain by a king then he must hand you with a it must hand you with the modus operandi the mode of operation the code of the principles, the keys, the laws for you to properly operate and function properly in accordance to that which he actually intends because it's his kingdom, you're only a legal representative. This is why I say to people, understanding kingdom will help you more in understanding purpose because you understand that you're simply a representative, you're simply a channel, you're simply a vessel, you're simply a conduit. So it's not about you. Purpose is not about what you get. It's really, it's entirely not you. You're just, you're just like the pipe. You're just that pipe. Alright? So understanding the kingdom, it tames that natural inclination for man to want power. Okay? So for every kingdom, there's a government and the responsibility of government is to guide you via the modus operandi on the dynamics of the kingdom, which can only be achieved through partnership with the government. All right. So the truth of the matter is this guidance to bring king to, to recreate the kingdom of heaven and the earth or to recreate any form of kingdom must come first forth from a partnership with the government because it isn't about you it is you but in cordial agreement with the government of the kingdom all right and to live and understand kingdom you must understand kingdom government the purpose of government is to guide and put you in check in accordance to the kingdom the reason why there is a government is just to guide you because as much as 
um, as much as you have been given a mandate to properly establish that mandate, you need a guide. This 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 was where man. This was how man. This was where man missed it. Man did. Should I say man did not particularly have a guide, or God saw the need for man to recognize a government. All right. That was why when Jesus came to introduce the message of the kingdom, he said something. He said, "All I am saying to you now, you will not understand all of it, but I will send a comforter who would teach you all things." And guide you into all truth. That's why scriptures also say that the kingdom of God is in you. Alright? So that you can properly be guided according to the construct of the kingdom. That is why for anybody, this is not a debatable truth. It is a standard truth, a standard fact, a standard light. To advance the kingdom in across any sphere, you must have a working relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's not a um do it. You must. It's something that is static, because the level of glory you attain is hugely and strongly dependent on your interaction with a force that is greater than you. Because you cannot said its purpose is not about you the kingdom is not about you it is you but you cannot do anything except you are in partnership or in participation with a force that is higher than you this is why the unbelievers because they understand the principle of the kingdom do you see what they do is they go secure powers also from a force higher than them because they know that they are transacting with the spirit that is above them so for you to for you this this is why okay for instance we whenever we say things like in politics there is the issue of cultism there's the issue of this there's the issue of that if i it's not it's 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 just a it's just a kingdom principle that for you to, for you to take authority anywhere you must interact with the kingdom you are from so even in our natural existence we can see that all everything is simply a war of kingdoms all right so the government of the kingdom is a government from the kingdom's origin and essence for you to for you to do that which you are to do as a legal representative of the kingdom of heaven and earth then you must interact with that government which comes from the kingdom's origin and essence you must interact with the kingdom you are representing the essence that is what will guide you and this has been made this has been made available to us through the ministry of the holy spirit because that is how scripture established the government when jesus kept saying jesus job was to come and 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 create the path for for man to live rediscover understand fulfill apply the kingdom so that is why he said i am the door and i am the good shepherd so he came to give access so his death was so when he was telling the when he was telling telling his disciples that you won't understand all I am saying now. That is because you first need to go through the door. So in going through the door, somebody has to take you by the hand.
and to navigate through what you find in the door and that person is the person of the holy spirit all right to enjoy all that goes on after entering the door like i established you must partner with his government the holy spirit the holy spirit is god's own agency on the earth it cannot let me retreat this again to advance the kingdom to be an authority now this is something that you should write down in marbles somewhere that you will not trade in your heart to be an authority in whatever sphere god has called you into you must do one you must do one thing that this one thing must be fulfilled or else you will only be recognized you will never be known as a person of authority and our goal is not just to be fruitful our goal is not just to multiply our goal is not just to replenish our goal is not just to subdue our goal is in all of this we must have dominion so i'm trying to build in you a mindset of either this or this you either do it or you go home so if you are doing anything for the kingdom you must understand this that you must interact with a force that is higher than you this force is either the legal force the the right force or the evil one if you look if you look at the if you look at the world today for, for 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 a whole and this is why we have issues with the whole of the state it's because the people who are believers like ourselves have not embraced the message of the kingdom what we have embraced is religion so we'll rather say things like no believers don't do things like this you must interact with a force that is higher than you and succumb to that which that which that force propels you to for you to be able to navigate through wherever you've been sent and establish authority there as far as i know and as far as i've studied for every single sphere of influence where we even have believers or where we have non-believers it is very evident that they have interacted with something that is above them interacted with the force above them for any business any business strategies or business experts you know now take this as an assignment for whatever um sphere of influence you've been called this is your assignment go and study from that sphere and see the force that backs up whoever is heading that sphere go and do that and you will see that it is a war of kingdom for any believer that is an authority in any sphere, you would surely see that this person is interacting with a force that is higher. This is what differentiates two believers, the message of the kingdom. That is what differentiates two people. One, one, one has embraced religion, the other has embraced the message of the kingdom. So it's our duty at the ignition center. So what we are propelling you to do is for you to accept the message of the kingdom, run with it and apply it and do business and interact with that kingdom force. All right. So I was going to explain the very importance of 
kingdom government. We have said kingdom government is the, the kingdom government is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, how do we know this? When God factored man and created man, he did something. Alright? He embedded in Genesis that construct of the government in him. And that construct is what is responsible for the extreme called religion. Because man would see a need to want to feel it back. Why? Because God said, let us make man. Now, us is a pronoun that states objectively more than one person. Us shows that there is a participation. Us shows that there is a relationship. Us signifies a union. So God was establishing something that we came as an administration in a union to factor you as a being. So for you to apply the kingdom, for you to live according to the construct and the dictates of the kingdom, you must satisfy that principle of oneness. You must satisfy that principle of unity. So if you must function as a king given a domain, as a person of the kingdom, it is very important to have a relationship with God. There is no, this is why I'm reiterating this again, study whosoever is leading in the sphere of influence or sense to. Study the person. You would see that that person has interacted with a force higher than himself. And it is a relationship. It's either a relationship with God or a relationship with the devil. And what I want to instill in you is a very righteous indignation, a holy anger towards understanding this message of the kingdom and going into the marketplace or whatever, wherever you are called to, to fully express and apply that kingdom. All right? So this is why true, su- true success is not defined by resource, but by how much you have established kingdom on the earth by reason of your existence which is only a function of intimacy with God this is why we as believers we don't stop because we've made more money if think of it if our goal in life this is why I said purpose isn't about you money would always come but why didn't you stop since you've saved a whole lot of money and you're having a lot of money no because we know it is already enough it is that this message of the kingdom, the success of it is not defined by resource. It's defined by how we've been able to subdue and actually establish and erect the kingdom structure on the earth. And this is only a function of intimacy with God. Alright? I was going to come here. Now, intimacy, I have a message to my generation and generations to come. It is a message of intimacy and the kingdom. And the truth is, we live in a generation where we see intimacy and relationship with God as cliche because we have a whole lot of religious people. Oh Lord. But thank God for His grace and His wisdom. Thank God that men are rising and will do our own bidding in due time. So, intimacy is not cliche. Intimacy with the Lord is not cliche. Alright? It is very fundamental as a matter of fact is the underlying the underlying scheme to live the kingdom life to live the kingdom life you must be a man of intimacy you must be a man of intimacy depending on who you are intimate with but you must be a man of intimacy so let's brush off on intimacy what is intimacy 
intimacy with openness, intimacy is the willingness of vulnerability, intimacy occurs between two people on account of a created atmosphere. Take note of the words I'm using and make sure you're painting pictures in your heart. Intimacy occurs between two people on account of a created atmosphere. The Holy Spirit will not pressure you. Even if it's somebody you are in a relationship with, you create the atmosphere for intimacy to actually occur. Now, intimacy is an intense form of relationship where you can share your thoughts unhindered, where you can be you without fear of judgment. Intimacy is deep-seated friendship. It's communion. Alright? Now, my goal actually is with the Ignition Center, across these teachings, across my various expressions in ministry, in the marketplace, in every everything, my goal is to teach how to master and navigate through the kingdom life. And the truth is, no matter how this sit, you cannot do this without the art of intimacy. You must be in intercourse with something. You must interact with something. Okay? So now that we've established that, let's quickly brush on building an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I won't talk on so much, but I will talk on just four things. Now, the reason why I will talk on four things is not because I'm trying to teach you something that everybody has said. As a matter of fact, I'm teaching something from personal experience and based on the fact or the truth, I love to use the word truth a whole lot, that there are people who I call custodians and it is a privilege that I fall into that category where they experience certain things but in their experience, God grants them and navigates, God grants them a Um, unhindered access to navigate through the issues of life of many. So it's as though they've walked many people's paths at the same time. Alright? So when I'm giving you a message, a teaching, an experience, and it's resonating so much with you, it's relating so much with you, please hold on to it. Okay? So now I'll be giving just four. Now one is communication. Now we have this religious thinking that we must we must follow a religious form of communicating with God. Now there is a part of building capacity in prayers and as a matter of fact, if there is anybody that knows me personally, I am a very strong advocate for praying in tongues for long hours. As a matter of fact, I love it. It strengthens me. It grants me illumination. It opens my spiritual eyes. It builds spiritual energy. But communication is different from what we call prayer in these days. Communication involves communication is a two-way thing. It involves you acknowledging the emotions of who you're communicating with. So if I am talking to God. I should come to a, a, that point where no matter what happens, I can express how I feel 
I don't have to express it within the confine of the time I have kept that okay today I must pray for one hour I must pray for two hours every day no what happens when you don't get to pray for two hours then you start to feel bad you start to feel depressed you start to feel like you've offended God and you start to ask for necessary mercy I'm not saying you shouldn't ask for mercy but that is religion at its peak because to walk in intimacy it is not a thing that the ability to pray brings you into it's the truth men of deep intimacy with God are not men of tonguing tonguing now don't get me wrong men of intimacy with God are men that recognize God's emotions and know how to flow with him alone he knows everything about you yes but he wants to hear it from you he wants you to communicate with him as a person not as a deity yes he is a deity he's a god but he does not want you to communicate with him from that standpoint he wants there are people there there, there is there is a kind of relationship with god called a friendship of god but we have become too official that we cannot properly relate with god and the truth is you will hear god that's one thing you would always hear God scriptures the old prophet and the young prophet if you know that story they both heard God but one heard spoil but they both actually heard God so what happened the old one will hear God the new one will hear God that's normal all right everybody would always hear God but you must understand that if you must express that kingdom life the blueprint the strategies the kingdom kingdom printed um behavioral patterns can only come from a function of communion communication participation with god now what i'm saying is it's beautiful if you had a time to pray but outside of that time you must be given to spontaneity there are times when you want to pray and god tells you sit down i want to talk that is not a time to say no i have a goal for this month to pray for one hour that is religious and as a matter of fact that's a big sin when he's telling you what he wants it's about what he wants i want to talk to you it's not you what do you want to say that he has not heard so you communicate you got to god through heartfelt prayers and Bible study. Now, let me place a disclaimer so you don't say faith. Or oh, I attended a mission center and they said you don't have to pray for one hour. No. In fact, if you can pray for 12 hours, pray for 12 hours, you need the spiritual energy, but not at the expense of your relationship. This is what we do. Even okay, let me bring relationship into this context because I understand that a number of us here would be in romantic relationships. Many times when you factor how you want to relate with who your spouse is or your partner, you factor it out. The truth is, the person gets tired because you are trying to dictate, you're trying to choose how he should feel or how she should feel. You don't choose. We choose how we want to feel. We choose how we want to express ourselves. You don't tell me that the way I'm touching you, you should like it. No, I decide what I like, not you. It's dependent on me. And you touch me the way I want to be touched. All right? So, you communicate with God through heartfelt prayer and Bible study. Now, Bible study cannot be emphasized. You can't claim to know somebody you don't, you don't, you don't study his word, you don't hear his letters. Because that is how he will speak to you. That is how you can see him for who he is. And the truth is, when you study scriptures, when you're somebody who is given to study scriptures and you actually study through the lens of Christ, you actually study through the lens of Christ. 
matter why did i say that whatever foundational knowledge you are built upon determines how you see scriptures or any doctrine or truth so if you have a very faulty foundation chances are that you would always see everything from the point of that lopsided foundation well thank god for the admission center and thank god for you who decided to opt in and that is what the elementary course is all about to remove crumbling to crumble limiting beliefs and breakthrough walls shift foundations uproot them and rebuild another one then for persons who are also along this line to strengthen that foundation such that as you navigate through life you continue to see with their eyes and through that perspective all right so bible study is very important because as much as you study through the lens of christ the more you can understand how to relate with him and you see that he's not just some big bad guy some just that just want to control everybody no that's not who god is trust me now the next thing is prompt obedience now this is very connected to communication prompt obedience the mary his mother said whatever he says that you should do do it now one way of building this is a hack one way of building an intimate relationship with the holy spirit is once you feel an impression in your heart and you are sure that this impression i'm feeling even if it's something but i know this thing could be called just go and do just move once you move and this is something that has helped me this is what birthed admission center trust me once you move once god says go or when god gives you an instruction this once you do that one thing First, it creates unhindered access to everything. God just opens doors for you. I can't tell you since I accepted this call to actually teach people and launch this academy. I can't tell you the number of things that have opened up to me. And the truth is, another thing this does for you is that it creates a very stronger conviction in your heart. So you want to always come back. You want to always come back which will help you strengthen that intimate relationship with God. So the next is worship. Right now, what worship does is to bring your soul to a consciousness of the reality of the spirit. That is, it helps you experience the fragrance of the spirit. And this is very important to fellowship in the spirit. Now, when people say you sing songs, for instance, if you know, for people in Nigeria, if you know Lawrence Oyo, he sings songs like, May it not be heard that there's anybody else loving you more than me. Now, that seems like a daring song, but and it seems like a song that some person will say, I can't sing it because it's not true. No, what you're doing is your, your, your spirit has the capacity to love God. Your spirit loves God extraordinarily. So what you're doing is you're bringing your soul to a consciousness of that experience of your spirit such that your spirit can now impose itself on your soul and you manifest that way. That is why if you are somebody who is a person of intimacy, you'll be given to worship. You will be given to worship. David was a man of intimacy in scriptures. He was a worshiper. Bring me an intimate man and I'll show you a true worshiper of God. That's just it. And the next thing is frequent evaluation. You cannot decide now. Okay, let me introduce uh, romantic relationships. For instance, for persons who are in a relationship, you understand this. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you don't continually evaluate how far you guys are doing, 
how okay so how can we improve how can we do better truth is you you both would never have a friendship and an intimate relationship you will only have a respectful relationship so you must learn to always keep going back when you go back it's a measure of vulnerability and trust and it pulls you up again it tells you now come up here you've trusted me so as you walk with God, you must consciously always go back and sit down. That day, you don't have to pray, don't talk. There are retreats you go for, you don't have to pray and talk. You just talk with God, sit down with your journal and write, Lord, where have we done well? Where have I not done well? How can we improve on this? How can I experience you better? Because the truth is, intimacy is an endless possibility of God. You can't exhaust it. You can't exhaust the message of intimacy. Alright? I'm beginning to enjoy this discussion of intimacy, probably because it's an area of call, but we have totally exceeded our time for today. And I hope this blessed you and you understand the principle of the kingdom. You understand the message of the kingdom. And I do hope to see this um, knowledge working as a reality in your life all right so we'll talk at the end of the day in our various in our class groups and i'll drop our worksheets for us to reflect inquire sustain things and grow that's just the thing i really want to see you united i want to see you activated and at the end of this three months i want to see people who are Yes, these are armies and they are set for that which God is doing. Because the truth is, there is a very strong impression of the Spirit for men to be trained, for visionaries to be equipped. You are a visionary, and I'm glad that you actually onboarded this center. You won't regret it. God bless you. Do have a nice day ahead, guys.